0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. We all go through testings because we all go through seasons. No condemnation in Christ. God just loves us so much. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you've had a wonderful week so far. Um, today is Thursday. And we have been on this week for the last four days. So thank God for everything. Um, I want to speak about deception. David and deception. It's a very reflective um, episode, I would say. And I pray the Holy Spirit gives me the utterance. guides me on how to say what He's putting in my heart in the way that it's able to touch those that he has called this message to in the name of Jesus. I pray as you listen to his message the Holy Spirit walks in your heart gives you your own personal message from this message in the name of Jesus I pray man. I think that overall the reason the purpose for which this episode has been prepared and he has given me in my heart would be fulfilled no matter what in Jesus might in my prayer man. thank you Father for answering my prayers and thank me Lord for taking absolute control taking over my fears concerns worries anxieties insecurities and letting you flow through me in the name of Jesus I pray Lord I'm always grateful eternal to always be used as a vessel for this particular purpose thank you father for this in jesus name amen so today we're going to speak about david and deception i'm going to be reading from first samuel 21 1 to 6 and 10 to 13 and we'll discuss in our usual fashion afterwards i will always encourage you please read your bible with me it helps it set in in our minds better than if you're hearing from me it's not about saying things and writing things. But obviously, we can't write, we can always see and hear together. So I read 1st of one to six, and this is where David, you know, had run away from Saul. And because of that, he had to go to Nob to see Amalek. And obviously, he had just left Saul, so it was quite hard for him, to be honest. So I read... David went to know to Amalek the priest. Amalek trembled when he met him and reading the NIV version by the way, um, and asked, Why are you alone? Why is no one with you? David answered Amalek the priest. The king sent me on a mission and said to me, No one is to know anything about this mission I am sending you on. As for my men, I have told them to meet me at a certain place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever you can find. But the priest answered, David, I don't have any ordinary bread on hand. However, there is some consecrated bread here, provided the men have kept themselves from women. David replied, Indeed, women have been kept from us as usual. Whenever I set out, the men's bodies are holy or even omissions that are not holy. How much more so today. So the priest gave him the consecrated bread. Since there was no bread there except the bread of the presence that had been removed from before the Lord and replaced by hot bread on the day it was taken away And I quickly run down to another story where David was at Gath Now that day David fled from Qomsthal and went to Achish king of Gath But the servants of Achish said to him Isn't this David the king of the land? Isn't he the one they sang about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Ashish king of Gath so he pretended to be insane in their presence and while he was in their hands he acted like a madman making marks on the doors of the gate and letting saliva run down his bird and I stopped there. Now it's interesting the way the Bible has put both them um, stories. So, we all know clearly that David, you know, ran away from, from Saul's presence to preserve his life. Whether he went straight to Gath to King of Ashish, or he went to Amalek, no one quite knows. But I think that from just reading it, these separate stories ha- happened very close to each other. So, it was the very short period of time that it happened. And when we look at both them um, stories, first of all, look at um, the story of Amalek. David was telling Amalek of how, you know, he had to leave Saul in his presence call gently to perform a particular task for Saul. He was literally deceiving Amalek as fast as he could imagine. And next thing, in the same chapter, the same thing happened. He was deceiving the people of Bath, pretending to be a madman just to um, protect himself. Now, I was asking myself, why was he deceiving these people? And I realized that as I went through. For so in the case of Gath, it was clearly said that he was afraid. And because he was afraid, his coping mechanism was to, to deceive and lie, you know, about who he was and if he was really David. For Amalek's time, he was hungry. And again, instead of him, because he, he didn't need to lie to Amalek. He didn't need to lie to any of them. I pulled that him from soul. I protected him from anywhere. But that fear in his heart led us to see that there are other things in the heart that God needed to work on with him, which was deception. Hard as it is. You know, when I saw this verse, I was like, hmm, this is strange. Because when you look at the verses before this about David, David was as if he could do no wrong. Like he was, you know, serving Saul, going for battles, winning battles. We all thought, okay, wow, he's amazing. Like, you know, he has no fault. Saul is the one, you know, wrong trying to kill him etc despite all he has done for Saul but actually we see here that it takes God to show one one it takes God to show one the flaws that he's trying to correct and in this instance clearly God is trying to show David that there's this seed of deception in your heart which we need to work on and which is the one of the things God's working on in this particular face of David's journey because when God wants to work on these things, he starts by showing us those things first. And the way it happened, it happened so close to each other that he should have actually picked it up because the ease at which he just, you know, said the story to Amalek and pretended to be a madman to Gath, it was quite fast, which means that he may not have known that he had, he had that um, insecurity or that flaw in him. He may not have realized it, but God was highlighting it to him for him to see that indeed there's something here that we need to work on. You know, when I read the other um, previous chapters, and I remember reading about, you know, Eliab, when David went to go and see his brothers at the war to see how they were doing, we were already thinking that, oh, well, David has been a kind brother. But, you know, the way Eliab reacted to him saying that he had a wicked heart, I was like, this is a bit too much. But maybe Eliab saw something that David may not have known he had. He may not have known because it takes God to show one one's flaws, right? And maybe that's what Eliab of No one knows. It it. Eliab had his own other insecurities of fear and anxiety at that point in time. and caused him to react that way. But maybe there was something there. And you know, when you now look at David's life, you understand what God was trying to do here. Case in point, the Uriah's wife example. There are so many things David did wrong at that point in time, in terms of Uriah, but one of them was actually deception. So first of all, he converted one of his soldier's wives he slept with her and she got pregnant. To cover up the pregnancy, he um, brought Uriah back to um, Israel to ensure that he sleeps with his wife so that he can put pregnancy on him, which is another case of deception. When that did not happen, when Uriah finished to go, he now ensured that Uriah was in front of the battle so he gets killed. Again, another form of deception. And then when Samuel came to talk to David about it, he first tried to deny before Samuel, you know, went at him and told him exactly what was happening. So, God was trying to correct that seed. Now, here, no one knew what was happening. right? No one knew that David was deceiving. So, Amalek may not have known that David was lying to him. As shit, king of God, may not have understood, you know, what was happening. And he was still covered. It was still quiet. It was still not being so visible. But God was also, you know, showing him those kind of flaws in the very situations, just so he sees it. But you know, with the Uriah example, it was a huge problem because it was Samuel, the child, you know, passed, you know, then his son sleeping, his wife. so many things happened after. But God in his mercy saw that and was trying to correct that flaw in David when nobody was seeing him. In this situation, and this was one of the flaws. And as we go, we will discuss the other flaws that God was trying to correct in this particular season. Why or not David did not uh, focus on nobody knows, or maybe he tried, nobody knows. But it just shows that when God is taking us through these kind of situations, when he's correcting character, the reason he's doing because he sees the future, he knows what is happening in the future, he has been there, he knows. How, you know, those little foxes in our hearts, those little insects in our hearts can impact the wonderful things He's built for us. He knows. It's very obvious. And so because He knows, He's trying to prepare us to get rid of those things so that we are able to parry the purpose, parry what is put in front of us, carry that plan and execute sorry, at that point in time. So, and those things don't come and impact the good works that we are doing. Because then, the light is shining bright on us and the light will shine bright on every single thing. Nothing will be covered. So if one thinks, oh well, they won't see that part of me. No. Once the lights are shining, shining, it's shining bright for all to see. If you turn on lights in a dark room, you will see all the things that may be out of place. You will see all the things that you may not see, I've seen in the dark. But once the light hits shining for everything. So every character flaw, whatever it is, every blessing, every great works, every gift, everything will shine through, including flaws. So let us let God do the work in us, so that when the light starts shining, shining the gold that God has prepared us has carved us to be, because we have gone through the fire, and God has helped us, you know, lovingly remove those character flaws. And prepared us for what he has put in front of us. But if we try to, you know, wiggle around the situation, if try to ignore what's happening, try to not take on what God is trying to teach us, we find out that when the time comes in the shining, those flaws to begin to reflect on everything. And then there's visibility then they're shining, it's nothing. We it we have to, you know, now begin to try and work on them. Then, but then it's it's harder because you are working on them, you know, when everybody is seeing it, not in the secret that God has intentionally wanted us to work on it before. God help us. Let's take those times. Let's take those lessons. Let's take those corrections with love. No matter how it is, it is still in secret now. Because at that point in time, when it is now gone, when ev- there's all visibility everywhere, it have to be a lot harder to correct. Because you are correcting it in front of everybody. Unlike before, when God was trying to correct it in the private. And just to say that when God shows us our flaws, let us take it and learn from it. You know, I've, I have not met anybody in this entire world I have met without flaws. Everybody has some, some insecurity or flaw whatsoever. Everybody is in a process, walking towards, you know, being more like Christ. Especially if you are a Christian, everybody's walking towards something, being a better person every single day. There's nobody that is out of flaws. Although I have met people that do not realize their flaws. I have met people that would, would not see because God has not shown them yet. But notwithstanding, the flaws are still there. And once corporations to highlight and show it to us, we need to take them seriously. So thank you for listening to me today. God bless you, and I love you. Bye.